Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings by the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Today is whatever day that you're listening to uh, this on. If you're listening to this at Lockdown Red Wings, it's probably Thursday. If you're listening to this at Lockdown Pistons, it is probably Wednesday. Uh, but nonetheless, whatever day you're listening to it. Don't uh, rely on us for your calendar needs. Yeah, yeah. That's your I, job. I've said the date point. wrong many You've times. you probably got a Plethora. device that could tell you what day it is. Absolutely. At this point. Uh, it's the same one that I check as I'm saying it every mm-hmm. recording. So uh, <laughs> nonetheless, that is the voice of Matt Shook. He is the host hey. of Lockdown Pistons. I am Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. I am the host of Lockdown Red Wings alongside Scott Bentley, host of the Bentley Show uh, in all Detroit sports Twitter or not Twitter. And all Detroit sports uh, podcast three times a week. Go check that out. Scott, what's going on, man? Hey man, I'm I'm just happy to be here between the two uh, these two big brains. I'm happy to uh, to, to it's just a big head. Sit, it's just a sit big in the head. middle. Sit in the middle. Brain. You know, <laughs> I think we're all happy to be here, and I think I might be the happiest of them all because I've been very open about this, Matthew. Okay. Uh, I look at the Pistons and I think to myself, I want what they have. I want to yeah. have fun when I watch my team on television. I want to have optimism. Uh, Nolan Bianchi season. That mm-hmm. is right in front of me. Yeah, I am part of Pistons Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I've changed my name from mm-hmm. Nolan Bianchi season. You did? Uh, oh, I did. Shoot. Um, well, did. I just haven't been able to keep up with that. It's hard to say. All right. Anyways, uh, I want what you have. You guys are having a great hey, time. Uh, every night, every game night is an experience. And it's just mm-hmm. a complete opposite uh, feel, vibe, whatever you want to call it to it than the season that the Red Wings are having right now, despite both of them being rebuilders, both of them being at the bottom of the league where people really expected them to be. And yet we have two very different reactions uh, well, to it. And I'd like to explain or explore why. I, I, it feels great to be uh, like coveted like that in terms of what we have here on Pistons Twitter, because as you know, in Pistons world and Pistons podcast nation, as you know, it's been a while here for the Detroit Pistons team. Oh, wow. You guys were still in the playoffs, and Red Wings Nation was still watching hockey games that mattered back when the Pistons were still stumbling around drunk for 10 years. And now we're here. I mean, now, and, and again, nothing's <laughs> been accomplished, but yes, you are entirely correct. Everyone's having a good time. And uh, for, for now, for this golden moment, and, and looking ahead, uh, assuming that this team, you know, starts to win games a little bit next year, maybe starts thinking about the playoffs the year after that. If you want to be optimistic and think that maybe next year could be a surprise playoff uh, run to the bottom of the Eastern Conference playoffs, you could even I'm that very passable type of opinion there. It's going to be fun to watch them throw some winning streaks together every now and then. It's going to be fun to watch these young players play, and it's going to be fun to watch another high draft pick coming in next year. So yeah, it's uh. It's got the DNA of Detroit, and what's that's what Pistons fans have been waiting for for a long time. But so, like you said, you're exactly right. It's fun, and it's in it. 
it's like years away from being disappointed or mad about this coach or mad about this player. It just feels like a good place to be right now. And it looks like a cool, pretty nice place to be for a couple of years too. Well, I mean, I mean, that's kind of what I'm jealous of is because the Red Wings, I would posit are on a similar trajectory next year is the year that I think that they kind of climb out of that Valley uh, at the bottom of the league they start putting together winning streaks of their own. They hopefully probably won't make a push for playoffs, but I, I wouldn't say it's out of the question uh, by any means, depending on what their off season looks like and how the, the new newcomers really start to come along. Uh, and then in that 2022, 2023 range is when we're starting to say, okay, here come the Red Wings. And I think, you know, very similar timelines and yet these completely different experiences. And I wonder exactly why I, I wonder if it has to do uh mainly with the fact that the pistons new toys are fairly newer than mm-hmm. the red wings new toys yeah it's that's exactly what it is and the the role guys have that like i said the detroit dna we could go on and on about it but you know isaiah stewart and sadiq bay 16th pick 19th pick of the draft this past year these guys aren't probably going to make one all-star game between them in their careers but you can see them, you know, Isaiah Stewart, to, to borrow a phrase from, from Lockdown Red Wings, like maybe Isaiah Stewart becomes a second-line center, you know, or maybe Ew. Sadiq Bey becomes that, like, third guy on that first line there. So, and I don't think the Red Wings, they don't have any, like, overachieving young guys, right? You'd expect that at some point Iserman would have found, that, and I don't follow it, obviously, nearly as closely as you guys do, but I don't see that, like, kind of surprise player that maybe a grinder type that we remember from all those guys in the past. So that, that, I mean, you're losing if you're a Pistons fan, which is good. You're, you've got the, uh, a couple of guys that look like they're going to be something probably at least, you know, minor pieces, maybe even more going forward. So I just think that that uh, unexpected surprise of certain guys night in and night out that look the part and look like they could grow into even more is what you're probably missing in Red Wings land right now. Yeah, I think one of the another one of the big things is just that Weaver came in and and to quote himself emptied the clip like yeah. immediately. Shuffled you know what I mean? Completely. Right, like like the Wings are still we still have the same core that we've had since the start of the rebuild. Um, the pieces we have added are kind of like one year, like plugs and not that the Pistons don't have their fair share of like people that Mm -hmm. won't be here for the long haul. But I think just as a whole, when you come in and you sit through 10 and, and honestly, the biggest thing might just be the past, right? Like you sit through 10 years of mediocrity, not tanking, not playoff pushes, just 10 years of mediocrity, finally just picking a direction is going to make you enjoy losing you know what I mean like that's Mm going to make it fun and the fact that he he came in and immediately turned over the entire rot like the I'm pretty sure the longest tenured piston is Seku uh Sfee a little bit longer Sfee Sfee and Seku are the only two guys left from last year that that's unreal and and, Mm -hmm. uh the the wings while have had a a rather clear direction obviously for for a lot of their past um I think it's just the the coming down of the high of 25 straight years in the postseason and now five straight years of of really subpar hockey and I think Pistons fans are are very much you know we're just happy to be here type of moment where the Wings fans are not really 
accepting of of mediocrity yet i guess i would say and it's i think it's a young fan base that the the people that i kind of interact with and see on twitter i mean maybe we're probably making too big of uh, what a small sample size that might be is sure. but i think it's a it's a it's the NBA Twitter. It's a little bit of junk talking. And I think Pistons fans are ready to be involved in that. So they're like kind of sticking up for their, their young guys a little more than maybe you should like talking about how Sadiq Bay should be in the rising stars game. And he really right. shouldn't. And then how Jeremy Grant should be in the all-star game. And he really shouldn't. And sure. how Troy Weaver should be executive of the year. And he really shouldn't be. So it's like all these things <laughs> that are like, that are like not true but they're like they're fighting for it already right. because they haven't fought for anything for 10 years right. because they're superstars they're, they're stars or reggie and, and and andre guys that they didn't really like at the end Smith, of the day. Baby. yeah yeah so it's like guys that they would rather not have on their team to, right. to for the most part it were the guys that they would have to go to war for on on social media so it's like there's pent up everything and they're just ready to like talk mess to Boston and Philly teams that they're not even close to as good at, right. but like, and now this team goes out and beats some of those teams, well, those two teams in particular, and you go beat the Lakers and, and it's like, wow, like it's, 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 it's crazy how you would, if you would have drawn up this season for the Pistons, obviously killing, killing Hayes's injury, notwithstanding, but everything else mm-hmm. is just kind of like exactly what you would yeah. have wanted. Maybe you'd want to Blake go out a little bit differently and show something and maybe get a trade in the works for them. But you know, you can't have everything. And, and if you cut the cord, that's probably a good move too. So it's kind of just gone exactly to design so far. All right. We got to jump in here to talk to the kind folks today about built bar. Now, listen, we've been telling you about built bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars, but now it is time once and for all to determine which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and today's matchup, folks, wait till you hear this one. It's German chocolate cake versus salted caramel in matchup one. And in matchup two, we got Mocha Love versus the white chocolate birthday cake. Are you kidding me? Four delicious flavors. Who will come out on top? You can make your voice heard. Uh, by going to builtbar.com or go to bar underscore built on Twitter. And remember, when you go to builtbar.com, use our promo code LOCKDOWN20. That's LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off of your next order. LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Fender off gives him the business. We're covering everything that you need to know about the Red Wings, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Today podcast has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I kind of think, too, you mentioned the <clears throat> young players outperforming expectations. The Red Wings do have those. They're just playing over in Sweden right now in, in mm-hmm. Jonathan Berger mm-hmm. and Mo right. Sider, Lucas Raymond. So mm-hmm. I, I think that might be a part of it too, is the fact that we know that these guys are in the Red Wings organization, but A, we can't watch them because uh, you can't really sign up for those websites stateside uh or you know you gotta yeah you're one of the sketchy websites they take place at like 1 a.m and on tuesdays and and things like that right you can't really watch these guys and then the frustration of watching the product that they are while also hearing that 
overseas, Mo Sider looks like a guy who could slot into your top four right now. Mm-hmm. I think that probably has something to do with it too. And maybe something that I didn't necessarily realize, uh, I guess when we started this conversation, but it becomes more obvious as I say it is like the frustration of like the purgatory that mm-hmm. some of their prospects are in right now. I, I think that really truly probably is a great deal of the angst because the guys that are over here, I mean, you look at the roster right now, Philip Zadina, Philip Veronica, they're the only prospects who are like, hell yeah, these guys should be in the lineup every night. These guys are either mm-hmm. living up to or exceeding right. expectations. And Philip Veronica this season has not been the Philip Veronica of last season. He hasn't really been that good, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I think that probably has to add to it too. And I want to take it to the next kind of step in this is the fact that some of the guys who we are a little bit excited about, uh, Giovanni Smith, he comes up, only gets nine minutes a game, goes right back down to Grand Rapids. Evgeny Sveshnikov, they're playing a little cat and mouse game with, is he going to be in the lineup? Is he not going to be in the lineup? These guys that uh, Red Wings fans do want to see in the lineup, they're frustrated with the minutes distribution. And we were talking about how that's kind of just an, an issue across all rebuilding teams. Scott brought up this point last week. All rebuilding teams are frustrated with the minutes distribution for their young guys. I know the Pistons are a little bit past that now, but I want to take it just kind of back a little bit and I guess get your opinion on the overall philosophy of that, because I think a lot of fans just want to send their guys out there right away and say, why not? You you used a first round pick on them. Let's see what they got without realizing that that's not not how you develop. Probably the best thing for their development. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. You described the first month of the of the Pistons yep, season absolutely. right there. Uh, you had, you know, the the Blake Griffins and Wayne Ellingtons getting more minutes than they probably deserved at that point. I mean, Dwayne Casey had this weird thing where it was like the young guys had to earn their minutes. Now he wasn't out there explicitly saying that. Mm-hmm. I think that there was a lot of well, Jeff Blaschel trying. Does. Yeah, okay. There was a lot of out, like people yeah. that were just trying to connect the dots there. And uh, Casey being a veteran coach who likes his veteran players and maybe Troy Weaver to his fault gave him a little bit one or one and a half too many veteran players to play with early. But again, you look at the standings, you're 10 and 26. Like that's the spot you want to be in right now as far mm-hmm. as the, the bottom of the NBA. So something worked out. The veterans were bad enough where they lost a lot of games in the fourth quarter. But myself, to a lesser extent, but the fan base as well, was very frustrated about that for a few weeks because – you know, you'd see bits and pieces of uh, Seku out there playing well at times. So why didn't he earn his minutes the next game? Why is he only playing four or five minutes there? But uh, to that part, I got to give Dwayne Casey a little bit of credit. He, you know, has more hits than misses as far as the development of some of these young players that he took under his wing when he was in Toronto, guys that were in that second unit that famously was like one of the better second units in the NBA. And uh, that worked out for all those guys' careers kind of took off. They all got paid and were part of good teams throughout their entire careers. And um, there's, and, 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 you know, there's guys, the Christian Woods from last year that, that really stepped up and really turned his career around at kind of a last chance situation. So, you know, it's a little bit, Dwayne Casey, there's, he's not a perfect coach. There's a lot of things that you don't like about him. And uh, there's this, this bubbling feeling that he's an older guy. So you don't know how long, how much longer he's going to be around anyway, but there's this bubbling feeling that, there needs to be the next coach who's going to take him to the next level. And I know that same thought process is around for Red Wings fans as well. But uh, yeah, it was frustrating, but the NBA season, things move very fast. And Blake Griffin went from 30 minutes a game to 
can't possibly help an NBA team in three weeks. So, you know, explain that one to me. Um, and so it's, it's, it just moved very quickly. Whereas I don't know the NHL, maybe they're kind of a little bit more dug into um, cause there's more guys and there's mm-hmm. more options. There's no G league team right now for the Pistons. So there's no, there's no, Grand Rapids to throw these guys to so they, they're either going to get minutes here or they're not going to get minutes. So it's a little bit different, but yeah, uh, once they cut the cord, uh, the Pistons continue to lose, but some of these young guys look pretty exciting as they, as they get going. All right. Also got to jump in here real quick to talk to you folks about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA college basketball and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine, and BetOnline even has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's with our promo code LOCKEDON. A 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use that promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Last kind of play in this period. For sure, yeah. I think we kind of talked about it uh, in the last episode of, um, of Locked On Wings here, but like, the the big debate with wings fans is would you rather see those prospects get you know nine minutes at the nhl level or 22 in grand rapids whereas the pistons that's not a debate you just there's one team that you are playing for it's the detroit pistons and what however many minutes you get is however many minutes you get and i think obviously um Sadiq is is starting now and uh Stewart's gotten a lot more especially with the Oak Four injury and everything so like there you know there's a, a lot more now than it was like you said at the beginning of the season it was mayhem but mm-hmm. I think the one the one lingering one is still kind of Seku right like mm-hmm. his a, a lot of people are very vocal about how and and you know random people on Twitter don't know as much as Dwayne Casey no matter what course, what yeah. what you think mm-hmm. but like there are people that just think, you know what, well, he should just go out there and play 40 minutes a night. Like mm-hmm. literally just go out and just throw 20-year-old Seiku Dumboya in the starting lineup and have him play 30. And that's how you develop somebody. And that's, mm-hmm. that's um, you know, I have a feeling that the three of us know that that's not true, but that's Absolutely. a philosophy. And I think that, like Nolan said, that's a big that's a big debate in all all of these sports, honestly, at the same time. Like the Tigers wanted to call up those kids. I have the same thing going on. Like mm-hmm. that that's shiny a, toy. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When you've been stuck in whether it's mediocrity or just the seller for mm-hmm. so long, uh, people just get impatient. I think it's probably that more than anything. Yeah, that's a great point. Transition sounds. All right, everybody, that'll do it for uh, part one of our roundtable with Locked On Pistons. Just a little state of the rebuild talk. You know, just trying to figure out what's going on over there in Pistons land. Trying to compare it to what's going on in Red Wings land so that you guys can feel better about your emotions, so I can feel better about my emotions. Uh, and just get to the bottom of why the feelings are so different. So we continue on with this conversation. In uh, part two, it's more, are you rooting for losses? Like, what what is the attitude towards tanking? 
for the Pistons and the Pistons fans right now. I thought that was a, it was a pretty interesting conversation to kind of get to the bottom of that, see what they're rooting for in the second half of the season and kind of compare it to what we're rooting for in the second half of the season and, and see what's different, see what's the same, uh, but all around just a super fun conversation with Matt Shook. So be sure to go tune in to part two right now. Do not wait, uh, and we'll be there waiting for you with, I, I believe it'll be at least 20 more minutes of uh, pretty fun conversation. So we'll see you there. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.